What's up, Joes? And welcome to episode 148 of the Average Joes MMA Show. We're back. Jeff back Shannon. Back again. Back again. 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 Raph is back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back. Guess, Guess who's, who's back. back. Guess who's Guess back. Who's back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I could probably spit that whole fucking thing too, but I'm not going to do it. Hey, dude, whoever said MGK won or did anything in that battle can suck my dick, dude. Man, I wouldn't say he didn't do anything in that battle. He had some. He had some good lines. He made some good points. I really don't think Killshot was that great of a song, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I, we haven't really got to talk about it much because um, yeah. since all that shit happened, we didn't record last week. Um, but I, I, I didn't really think Killshot was super impressive to me personally. I thought it was okay, and like he had some good rebuttals to it and things like that. But I didn't think it was the be all end all bomb that everybody else thought it was. Or oh no, but. There was definite glimpses of old Eminem and oh, for sure. I mean, there was it, definite it, glimpses of old Eminem on on Kamikaze. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's why it kind of uh, piqued my interest in this uh, new, well, not new, just this uh, version. Well, this era's Eminem. Uh, it's kind of giving him a little bit more focus, giving him that rage back, because uh, now he gets to come at people that I guess were taking shots at him. I don't know. I didn't keep up with the stuff, but. Um, I had I had to do an episode with Quadra actually, so I looked up. Yeah, uh, I, I saw way. that. I saw that posted. I need. To, I've uh, I've been meaning to to listen to it because I wanted to hear your and Quadra's um, take on the whole thing. I just haven't had a chance to to sit down with it yet. But it's happening. It's on the list. But yeah, you were saying. So you had to. You watched the. Did you? So you watched the uh, the interviews with Sway and stuff. Yeah, so I got into the whole Joe Budden thing and this whole slaughterhouse thing, and you know, M takes. He takes, um, you know, he takes the hits. He takes the criticism for the shit that went down with his, I, I guess, uh, what, Rap God song or album? I don't know what it was. Uh, just the, the the albums that kind of got a lot of criticism, he kind of owns up to it and kind of sees what people are talking about. And, um, you know, that I, I really don't see anyone else doing that. Here was the only thing that I had a problem because I I it, I didn't watch the the Sway interviews when they first came out. I watched them finally about mm, a week, maybe week and a half ago. Um, kind of after shit had died down a little, I finally sat down and watched it. Uh, I thought it was okay, but the problem I had with it is like Sway is an employee of Shade Forty Five, uh-huh. Eminem's radio station. Yeah. So Sway's not gonna ask M a lot of the questions that people should ask Eminem, and and the pressing things that he knows M's not gonna want to answer. So that was the thing that I that kind of bothered me a little um, about it. It was it was very. I felt it felt more contrived than actual like. A real interview like he got honest about some shit but how much of it is just his one side and perspective of it and the actual yeah, exactly truth of it. because mm-hmm. i don't especially when it comes to the whole slaughterhouse situation i don't think m 
got all the way into like the shits of it. And, yeah, no. and I'm also a little bit biased in that situation because I'm a, I, I listen to the Joe Budden podcast weekly. I'm a Joe Budden fan. <clears throat> I, I, a lot of Joe's opinions on a lot of shit I relate to. So I, I enjoy and am entertained by him. Plus I think Joe's a really good lyrical rapper. He just gets underrated because he didn't have hits, but hits don't always mean shit to me. I'm more about what kind of content you put out. Mm-hmm. And I think there was just a lot of things that M didn't completely speak the truth on when it comes to Slaughterhouse. Because it, it, as much, quote-unquote, as he wanted Slaughterhouse to, to succeed, he didn't really do a lot to help push them. And in the ways that he did try to push them, it was to push them to become Eminem. Like, like it was all M beats. It wasn't beats. Like, Slaughterhouse was a thing before they got signed to Shady. The only reason yeah. they got signed to Shady was because of Royce being mm-hmm. M's friend. But Royce isn't even signed to Shady as a solo artist. So that that's kind of fuck, fucky to me in itself. Like, if you believe in these artists, especially Royce so much, why isn't he on your label as a solo artist? Yeah. And a lot of artists on Shady kind of, except for like 50 Cent, really suffered being on Shady because the the head of their own record label really didn't do much to help push them. And he addressed it a little bit with with D12 on, uh, I think the song's called Stepping Stone or something like that on the Kamikaze album. Mm -hmm. But there's a fuckload of more artists on Shady than just D12. And how come none of them, like, like, like the feature with Joyner Lucas was really cool. Um, it's a great song, but why, why aren't there features with your own fucking artists? Yeah. I, I didn't know any of this. So like watching the sway shit. And so that's all, all that's all new info to me. All, all this shit is new info to me about the whole M situation. I think a lot to a lot of people, if, you, if you're yeah. just an M fan, but you don't dig around the outside of it. Like I liked M growing I up. I stepped away after the first For sure, me too. 3 4 albums. I stepped away and I'm like, I'm I'm good till I hear something good M. Cuz like I always have to explain to everybody because I'm a white rapper immediately they just assume I'm influenced by Eminem. And I guess I can't say that I'm not in some way or shape or form because yeah, I did uh, the Eminem or the Slim Shady and the Marshall Mathers LP were came out when I was a teenager and you know I listened to a lot and probably oh, did did help Those me with the first burn CDs I had. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it helped me with figuring out like rapping and cadence and shit like that, but I I don't personally feel I don't personally put Eminem into my my influences as far as rappers that kind of helped me become the style of artist that I am. Mhm. Like I've I, I, I don't I, I put Eminem in, in in a category of like his impact on hip hop and and overall influence and, and opening the door again for white rappers to be accepted because excuse me, vanilla I shit that away back in the early nineties, so um, What are you talking about, bro? One of the greatest. Go ninja, go ninja, go, go right. ninja, go ninja, go. <laughs> yeah, but uh, 
his career didn't end real well. So white rap was kind of shit shit on for a long time until Eminem came along. So like I, I definitely see the influence and the impact on the culture that he had, but it's just it's never been me personally so much as as other rappers. Mm-hmm. So I'm I've I've been able to to kind of separate and dig a little bit deeper into shit. Um but I I I don't know. The and then the more and more this whole Eminem and MGK thing unravels and shit like that and then you find out like the same producer was on yeah, both so, of their tracks. So what's that and, about? Well, because they're both technically signed to fucking Interscope. Shady, Shady Aftermath, Shady is on part of Aftermath. Aftermath is part of Interscope. Uh, so Inter- all they did was pull songs from the same producer, isn't it? Yeah, the same producer, the same producer um, made made the two different tracks between Killshot and and Rap Devil. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just a really fucky ass situation, man. I don't know. I, I did, yeah. and then the the line that M drops about Diddy getting pot killed was fucking real interesting. Yeah. It was a good song, like don't get me wrong, and I think I think Killshot had good lines in it, but I, I didn't. It didn't make me go, holy shit, like, mm-hmm. because like when you really think about Eminem's, like beefs and battle histories and stuff in hip hop, like I know he came up in the in the battle scene in Detroit, and you know went out to the Rap Olympics and shit like that. But I'm talking about like in his career, career. That that's what I think is happening. I think me and you are weighing into his career and being like, oh well, this reminds us a little bit of old them. And I mean, people seeing all this garbage out there and yeah. hearing these these like snippets of old Eminem are like, oh my god, what's going on over here? Let's check out this beef and like someone's beefing and it's got aspects of the new culture with this whole beef and outrage shit. And then it's old. It's, it's a little bit of old focused Eminem, not just rhyming words and putting. In, Putting together sentences, it's actually him a little bit more focused on, with his hate. For and, sure, and and it's and and I mean, but but I'm but what I was where I was going with it was like, um, like you look at a guy like Fifty Cent, for example. Mm-hmm. Fifty Cent has gone after everybody, you know, like legit MCs, guys like the Game and fucking um, yeah. Ja and shit like that. Like M really hasn't done that shit. He, and he I, don't, didn't, I don't think he should, man, because they're gonna pull the white card all day. Well, he just never did. Like it, it, his big, like his biggest beefs were with Benzino mm-hmm. and fucking Mariah Carey. Didn't he beef with Ja? Kind of, but that was more. It was more like I mean, he he dropped a a song, but it was more he got involved in the beef with Ja because of the Fifty Cent shit, and then Ja mm-hmm. said Haley's name, but um. Like he was his, so he was, he got drawn into it. But like the the Benzino thing was was a beef between him and Benzino, and then Benzino tried to diss him, and then M went off on him about it. But like Mariah and fucking it, he 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 never really has tried to battle with somebody that can content and lyrically go with him. Mm-mm. And I think I think I mentioned it when I was talking to Quadro, or we mentioned it. It, it it's kind. Of, he gave MGK a little bit of a boost, I would say. In his, oh, definitely, he he got in his cred and but I think popularity. I think MGK actually had some really good lines in that song, though, and made some really valid points. Like, well, that too. I, I think out of his stuff, it's probably 
not that I listen to his stuff. Maybe I've heard it by glimpses. But out of the shit that I've heard from him, this is some of the better stuff that he's written himself. Definitely. And again, it's the hate gave him focus. Eminem came at him, so he was focused and able to write something that you know he he didn't like Eminem. Eminem came at him. I'm gonna come at you. But so uh, I, I think that's why it, it also elevated his game to a certain extent once Eminem came at him. Oh, like, shit, oh yeah, it definitely. I mean, it brought it brought his name into more of the mainstream because, like, MGK's popularity is with a lot of the like kids in their early to mid twenties now. Mm-hmm. It's not really our demographic and girls because they find him attractive. Like, my ex-girlfriend is a fucking really big MGK fan. That's why I saw him was because she wanted to go see him. And and the guy, like, he he's a – he can rap for sure. He's not a – he keeps – like, I don't know why M calls him a mumble rapper because he's not a mumble rapper whatsoever. Like, Kells can flow. I'll give him that. Like, he's a legit rapper, and his shit's pretty good. But he's also very diverse. Like, he plays guitar and shit like that and has a band with him when he plays live. Like – he puts out a good performance. I'll give him that. <laughs> and I thought I thought he smacked M in the mouth better than a lot of other people have done over the years. The 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 beef got pretty big. The problem I for for MGK is is that in the court of public opinion, no matter what, Eminem's gonna win because he's fucking Eminem. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going to be biased 100% towards Eminem, and that's just because of the weight of his of his career, of his early on shit, just the weight of that. MGK will never come close to that and see, again, bias towards Eminem. Uh, like, he'll never come close to anything of Eminem. So even if it were to come close, you would always be like, oh, well, Eminem's got all this other shit. The only reason this, this, and that, but, you know. But at one point, at what point can you stop resting on your laurels and be mm-hmm. fucking called to the carpet for the fact that realistically in the last decade, and, and, and I mean, Joe said it pretty fucking contrisely and well uh, on his podcast. Like, in the last decade, you have definitely put out more shit than good as far yeah. as Marshall goes. I listened to snippets of it where he was doing the gunshots. Bah, 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 oh, bah, Joe bah. loves Joe loves the gunshots, man. Yeah, I Joe, saw a little, I saw a little bit of that. I think you'd like the Joe Budden podcast, man. I think you'd get into it. Does he talk a lot about uh, music? He talks about music. I mean, Joe, that's quite a bit. Because I, I, I only listen to music I like. You get me? Like shit For that sure. I want to listen to. For sure. I mean, they don't. They cover. So I, wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind getting a perspective on what's going on right now, other than me just being like, eh, I don't like it. I'm not going to fuck with this. Because that's usually how it goes. No, it's definitely. It definitely does that because, like, even artists that I don't necessarily like, they, I mean, they talk, they talk about all kinds of music, but. And, and they give their honest opinions on artists, like, you know. And so it's kind of cool to it gives me some exposure to things that I normally probably wouldn't listen to and maybe would give a chance to. And it started I I started listening to the podcast because I discovered uh 
when Joe used to be on Everyday Struggle, <clears throat> that was uh, his his complex show with academics. And academics was kind of like the younger into like a lot of sh- like he's boys with fucking six nine and shit like that. So you got the perspective of like the younger hip hop guy, and then the old vet. And like I said, me yeah. and Joe have a lot of opinions that are pretty similar and thoughts that are pretty similar as far as today's hip hop. So, uh, but, but Joe also listens to and, and likes some shit that I think is shit. Yeah. It, it's weird. So man. I get a I difference. Become... You know what I mean? It's not just, it's yeah. not just listening to it because I agree with everything he says. It's listening to it because I'm interested in what he thinks. Mm-hmm. It's funny back then when people said they didn't understand why I listen to certain things. Now that's me. I don't understand the mumble rap. I don't understand the new culture. Mm-mm. And I'm only thirty, dude. Tell me about it. I'm about I, to turn I thirty-five. Out. Yeah, I tap. I, I, I'm gonna. T- it's my birthday. Fucking fourteen days. Oh away. yeah, your birthday is coming up. Yeah, UFC, UFC gave me Connor and Khabib. Yeah, congratulations. You got Connor and Khabib for your birthday. You know what I get? <laughs> Fucking Shevchenko and Eubanks. Uh, congratulations on my birthday, nonetheless. I was praying for Jones. I wanted. I Jones. should tell these guys to get me a gift. We're watching the fights. <laughs> yeah, those motherfuckers better bring you a gift. We're having steaks. Yeah. I'm cooking. Just, uh, I'm cooking fucking some ribeyes up for everybody on Saturday. Nice. I was just gonna get a pizza and the poppers from Villa Rosa. Mm. It's a nice pizza place. Uh, they make jalapeno poppers with sour cream inside, and they give you a marinara dipping sauce. Nice, man. Nice. So I'm gonna get that. I've been cra- I've been craving that. That's why I want to get it. And pizza's easy. And I'm just going to get pizza that way if these guys get here late, which they are going to get here late, Thanks. they could just eat that. Yeah. But like, eat that, you bitch. If not, eat shit. Not my, not my fault. <laughs> you came at whatever time you wanted to come. Now you eat shit. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, well, I owe, I owe one of my buddies because he, uh, he had bought all these ribeyes for us and we were going to... Um, I can't remember. We were gonna. I think they were for a fight or something. Something happened. I had them, and then I ended up throwing them in the freezer. And then we were gonna trip balls, and I was gonna cook steaks after we trip balls. And he had to. Um, he couldn't go on the trip with us, so he missed out. So I cooked them. He fucking paid for them. So I was like, all right, next time we have a big fight, I got. I'll buy the steaks to to repay you for last time. And uh, so that's gonna, what's up. Yeah. We haven't. I haven't done a fight night in a while, so. Yeah, you haven't mentioned it. I I told these guys like two weeks ago. I'm like, hey, Connor could be. Actually, I told them ten days away. I'm like, hey, Connor could be ten days away. I'm having a fight companion. Who's in? They all said they're in. So what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be mic'd and I'm gonna have the other two mics kind of just at different spots in the room. Yeah. So you can hear them, and I'll just. Well, it's my podcast, so I'll have my mic. Right. And um, I'll just position one camera on them and then one on me, and boom, podcast. I think uh, the last pay-per-view we got, but we I didn't have it at my house. We watched it over at my buddy's place. Um, but then, like, I missed a few pay-per-views that I had to watch secondhand because of I was at a concert or had something going on. So it's, I, I haven't really done a fight night all summer. Yeah. It sucks. I missed out on fucking – peak grill, grilling season now i gotta do it in the cold mm. you better get it in i don't think it'll be that cold oh i'm getting it in i'm fucking grilling for uh ufc 232 it's my birthday so i'm definitely grilling steaks and fucking shrimp and 
going, I, going baller. I grilled more weekends than I didn't. I got a lot of grilling in on my own, mm-hmm. but I didn't really get to do it for like a fight like I usually do. You oh, know? Okay. But like I got yeah. into this thing like for a while now. I missed it yesterday, but like um when I was on second shift, I'd get out of work on Monday night, I'd go to our local grocery store and like to get groceries for the week, but I would buy uh, a steak and make like a steak and fucking potato and grilled shrimp or something like that and kick my fucking kick my week off right. That's what's up. Yeah. So I've gotten it in just just not like I'm used to. Mm. I usually grill every well you guys you guys see if you guys follow me on Instagram. I usually grill every weekend with my nephews. Yeah. Make them burgers. I make brats, burgers, uh, carne asada, so kind of Mexican <laughs> slash American. We have, I'll make salsa. We have tacos. <coughs> we have uh, brats. We have hot dogs. We have burgers. Yep. We got all that shit. Hell yeah. Rice and beans. Dude, I had some fucking such dank ass tacos over the weekend. There's this, uh, we have a couple of like really good. Um, like taco trucks that are posted up in different spots in Muskegon. Um, and there's this one is it's called Frank's Tacos, and the I was playing our brewery's fifth anniversary party Saturday, and I was down there Friday night hanging out. And the guy's white, right? No. What? No. Then his name should be Francisco. What the fuck? But <laughs> he just goes by Frank, man. Uh... <laughs> What? You're not allowed to go by Frank? Not if you're fucking Hispanic, bro. Sorry. What? If you're below the certain fucking lateral line. I mean, what if he's Frankie and just for business purposes? I know Mexicans named Frankie. I I call Frankie Frankie, but his parents call him Francisco. His name might be Francisco. I don't know. But Frankie's just, name is Francisco. Right. I'm talking about Frank, the taco guy. His name may actually be Francisco, but he but just knows by Frank. But how authentic would it be, Francisco's Tacos? But, bro, we're talking about a fucking heavily p- white population. You know what I mean? You, you trick him. He's catering. Like... He's catering. Look, he's catering to his crowd, okay? Because <laughs> he serves Mexican He serves Mexican and American-style tacos. Oh, okay. The Mexican-style tacos are the shit, though. And that's what you I got. Be... Should be Frankie's tacos then. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll send him a message and let him know he should, he needs to change his name. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, he had some fucking steak tacos I had on Friday night, and then Saturday they were out of steak. But he had it was it was ground beef, but it didn't taste like any ground beef taco meat I've ever had in my life. It was the shit. It was delicious as fuck. Mm. So I had dank tacos two days. Yeah, that's what fucked up my guts. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. I, I usually don't get ground beef uh, tacos. I usually get uh, steak tacos or carne asada. I generally do, too. I generally get steak or chicken, but that was all they had were the ground beef tacos. But it didn't it didn't taste like regular ground beef. I don't know if they were using, like, sirloin or what, but it was, it was fucking amazing tasting. Mm. It didn't taste like Taco Bell meat or, you know, like just any – no, any other Mexican taco meat I've ever had in my life. Do you get uh, al pastor? Have you ever gotten al pastor? I've had al pastor before. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, we have, we have a couple of like straight up authentic Mexican restaurants in Muskegon. So I've had. I, I just came across this uh, badass one. Um, and the restaurant is new, but it's in the back of an, uh, uh, a supermercado, which is a small grocery store Yeah, for Mexicans. And then in the back you go, and it's like the deli slash restaurant area. And uh, you ask them for a burrito, and it's fucking badass. Car- it, you ask for carne asada, it's carne asada. They don't try to trick your ass. That's dope. It's, uh, it's made fresh. It's made uh, right. They don't add extra shit. It's, uh, it's beans, meat. Fucking cheese, and I think that's it. Hell yeah! Other places add lettuce and tomato. That's acceptable. Sour cream. All right. Yeah, that's what I'll I. I, I got Mexican style, but I just it was basic. I didn't. I didn't. I had them not put onions on it because I fucking don't like onions. But I had cilantro and sour cream. It's good shit. It's good shit. Yeah, no, it's sacrilege. I didn't get onions, but I don't like onions. Yeah. I think this. I think this burrito had. Tomato and uh, lettuce, but they, I'm, this is my new favorite spot. They overpowered it with meat. There was a lot of meat, like a ton of. It was huge. Word. It was, uh, I think nine ninety nine or ten ninety nine, but it was huge, dude. I couldn't, I couldn't finish it, and I'm definitely going back. That's what's up. There's yeah, a good. And I hear their, I hear their tortas are good. I hear a lot of their foods good. There's a good spot down uh, in Holland, Michigan, which is like about forty minutes from Muskegon. Um, they have a, it's called the Fat Burrito, and it's okay. a fucking gigantic, like four pound, five pound burrito. So they call this one the ba- the baby burrito, and it's ten ninety nine. I think the one, that, and it's it's good and it's big. I almost couldn't finish it. I had to leave some for later. They have the big baby burrito, which is five pounds, which I don't want to get because I don't want to die. <laughs> oh dude maybe i'll tell these guys i don't know peter that i could get the big baby burrito everybody eats off one burrito yeah we could just cut it and divide it but one of these guys i'm not gonna name who is super picky and then quadro only eats uh chicken he doesn't eat beef so mm. i have that to deal with fucking pre- <laughs> prima donnas <laughs> as long as that's not weird i'll try it and and I tried fucking cow intestines. I'd eat that shit in Menudo. Mm-hmm. I've had that. Chorizo. I used to get chorizo burritos all the time from this uh, Ecuadorian dude that I used to work with. Oh, but chorizo's just uh, Mexican sausage. Yeah, but it's intestines. I've had oh, yeah, tongue. It is, it is in the casing. Yeah, I've had tongue. Yeah, I've had tongue, too. Tongue's not that bad. No, nah, it's not bad at all. Kind of weird. I'd rather not have it, but I. It's just not that bad. As far as meat goes, like, I've probably I've tried most things. I haven't had like testicles or penis or anything like that, Mm. but like organ wise and shit, you know. I've had heart. I've had heart. I've had brain. Um, Yeah, I've had brain too. My uncles. My uncles were all hunters and shit like that. My one uncle. So I've had like a lot of different kind of game meats and stuff because my one uncle used to travel all over the country hunting and shit because he worked for a, a hunting suit company and shit that's awesome dude yeah dude. i i got to experience it just because i'm mexican and um like i said i live well my parents live on the side of a mountain on a yep. farm so we would go and i would want pork and they would buy a pig from my uncle 
we would kill it and I would get to see them cut it up. <laughs> and like, as soon as you cut it up, you eat the organs and you eat some of the good meats right then and there. Uh, and then you just start packaging away the other ones and you start freezing. Yep. But uh, we would eat fucking badass cuts of meat and then some organ, well, a lot of organ, liver. I love liver. Liver's not bad. Like, mm-hmm. I don't mind. A lot of people are, don't like liver, especially because, like, you know, most restaurants, it's beef liver. Yeah. I don't think it's not something I go out of my way to get, but I'll eat I'll eat some liver. Yeah, it, it, when it was there on the grill, I would get it. I would get a, at least a taco of it. it, it it's got it. It's got a different taste, man. Yeah, it's it's. it's I, I mean, they it's, do say it's acquired, right? It's irony. It's very yeah. like it's got a, like a metallic ish taste mm-hmm. because of how high in iron it is. And it's got but, the most vitamins out of all the uh, yeah. out of all the. Meat. I don't think it tastes bad though. My mom used to make me liver mm-hmm. when I was a kid because oh, yeah. she liked liver and onions. Me, I, I mean, obviously, I didn't fuck with the onions, but liver and some gravy, or liver and some ketchup. Let's go. Yeah, I, I hate when my, I don't eat it when my mom makes a fried uh, intestine. I can't do it. The chewiness of it, it's just, it's so weird. The, mm. the consistency of it, I just don't do it. That's one thing I can't do. Can, I, man, I don't know. Maybe if it was fried to the point where it was crispy, but this this was to chewy. the point where it was chewy. Yeah. See, like that's like eating squid to me. I could probably fucking get down with that. Mm, I like squid, but okay. this one was weird. Oh, word. like I've eaten squid. I don't know. I just a, thought it was. A lot of people don't like the chewy consistency of of squid. Me, I love calamari. I, I, go can, to, I can fuck with squid, dude. I get that shit when I go to like the the Chinese like wok restaurants and shit that you just grab meats and have them fry it up for you. Some steak and some goddamn octopus or some squid some little surf and turf so fucking good right and it's not the idea that if it's intestine like i've had like i said i've eaten yeah. Menudo, that's yeah. intestine as well it was just the consistency of the chewiness word and you get it too in the menudo but you could slurp that shit down because it's already boiled and shit yeah it's the actual like you have to like chewy and chew it and chew it and chew it it's so weird like you have to break it down in your mouth before you fucking and I know that's what chewing is, but this one's like a long-ass process of it. It's a lot more chewing than you want to fucking deal with. Yeah, and maybe it was just not cooked enough, and I was just like, fuck this. Maybe I just wanted it crispier. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's something I, I, I won't fuck with, but I'll fuck with a lot of shit, but yeah, no. <laughs> I, 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 I tried a new pizza place this weekend, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, D- Damon Zano's. Okay. It's pretty good. Five dollar slices and they're huge slices. And uh, I hear their pizza, like if you order a whole pizza to be freshly made, it's uh, it's pretty good too. I hear it's even better because it's fresh made. It's not just a, a slice they have there and then they reheat. But they do reheat it. They do throw it back in the oven and toss it back at you. But uh, we got there. I, there's I've been to some places like that. Um, there was a place. When when I was in when I went to a, that Dillinger concert down by Wrigleyville and I can't remember the name of it but it was a pizza place that did that they had like the slices right there out in the thing and then you pick what kind you want they grab the slice throw it back in the oven heat it up for you and then give it to you we went there because the sign said like something about fucking the best macaroni and cheese pizza in Chicago nice I'm down with some mac and cheese as long as it's yeah. not fucking as long as you're not just giving me some craft. On a fucking <laughs> slice of pizza. If you're trying to do that, go fuck yourself. But if you give me some like some good mac and cheese on a pizza, I'm down. 
we had that Italian beef pizza. <sighs> that only Reco Benny's makes this shit. Yeah. No, no, the, the, not even the Italian beef pizza, the, the breaded steak breaded pizza, steak. sorry. Yeah, I didn't get to try the breaded steak pizza, but god damn, that breaded steak sandwich was fucking incredible. Just think of that and pizza, and they had sex and they had a baby. <sighs> I don't That's know. What it is. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could go back or go to the pizza now after I've had the sandwich. You know what I mean? Like, well, the, you dude, broke the sandwich me. is better. The yeah, sandwich is well, and that's why you had me. That's why you had me had the sandwich that instead of getting the pizza because you were like, you gotta, yeah. you gotta experience the sandwich first and know what the real is like. I don't. I don't know if I can go to the pizza now, bro. <laughs> that sandwich is so good. Uh huh. I think about that, dude. I'm like, my coworker was just down in Chicago. I don't know exactly what part. But I'll say, if you're anywhere near the south side, you need to go to fucking Recco Benny's. Did he? Uh, I don't know if she did or not. I didn't really get to talk to her today much. Okay. Um, I I only saw her for maybe a half hour, and then she was gone. And then I left a couple hours into the day. Go home because of my belly. Come check out the Bears win, baby. I was hoping, I was hoping they were gonna ask me if I wanted to go down to do this training and learn how to fix these machines, because then I would get, I would be down in Chicago for like four days. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, at some point this year, that'll happen. I'll definitely let you know for sure if I'm when it happens. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> but all I, all I'll be yeah, down there. Go I'll to be, that taco spot, or well, yeah, that taco spot. Hell yeah. Cause I'll be da- like, if I go down there, it'll just be I'll be like training during the day, and then I'll just be back at my hotel after class, so I won't have shit to do. So, cause low key they they actually had carnitas there too. Remember you were telling me about that? that yeah, you to try them? yeah. They they actually had them there as well. I haven't tried them there, but their burrito was awesome. I hear their tacos are awesome, and I hear their tortas are awesome. I would I would assume that they have a really good uh, Mexican lady cooking or gave them oh, I'm sure. the recipes. Well, like the the I walked in and the owner was super old in the front and I I because we used to live in that neighborhood. It's not that far from my house. Yeah, it's it's actually right around the corner from my old house, which is like five minutes away from where I live now. But I told my mom, I'm like, hey mom, I found this new um, this new spot that's behind a a uh, supermercado and like it's in the back of it. And I'm like, the store name is Martinez and it's right by our our house. And she's like, oh, that's the old supermercado. I'm like, I wonder if that old man is. Or I wonder if that man still owns it. That's his That's his last name. And I'm like, so my old man was out in the front. She's like, oh, that's probably him. So we used to go there until I was five. I don't know how long my parents lived in that basement. But I was five, and then they moved out. But I still have memories of that old house. But might be the it might be the same owner of um, that uh, store. And then recently they opened a restaurant maybe like five years ago or something like that. Hell, yeah. Fire, so. Dude, I'm, about I'm to go back. I'm down. I'm I'm down to go get some fucking tacos or a super awesome burrito. Fucking huge. We might have to get uh, that uh that five pounder and divide it in two. All this talk about foods make me hungry because I haven't eaten all day. <laughs> <laughs> My belly's been all fucking upset. I haven't eaten. I'm gonna smash some crackers before I go to bed <laughs> and pray for a better day tomorrow. Holy shit. Oh, that was a rough night, man. It was a rough night. The Bears. The Bears. The, the Bears defense has been fucking killing it for me in fantasy. Khalil Mack, baby. Dude, I've had I got them. They've 
they have uh, not had one bad game yet for me. So yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna let fantasy kill my love of football. Not my love. I like football. I'm not gonna say love of football. My like of football. I'm just gonna watch my Bears. That's it. I'm just gonna watch my Bears. The Bears. See, for me, it's it gives me an opportunity and a reason to watch more games than I would care about because otherwise I'd probably just watch the Lions on Sunday and that would be about it. That's all I'm doing. But well, man, not the Lions, but the Bears. I watch. I mean, we get. I I watch every game because I have the red zone. So, and it's an excuse for me and my friends to all get together on Sundays and just hang out and eat food and talk shit. Yeah, my friends do that. I, well, I don't think they do that, actually. I think they do it only for fantasy for when they draft and maybe towards the end. I don't know how – I actually don't know how often they get together, to be we, honest. We did the draft. Um, it was We had more people last year because we also did it the same day as the Mayweather-McGregor fight. So everybody just came over to watch the McGregor and Mayweather fight. But um, we did the draft. A bunch of us got together. But it's usually like – Three or four of us, maybe five. Um, for the last few years, everybody's always come over here or whatever, and we just fucking hang out and watch football and smoke a bunch of weed and get some pizzas and shit. Kick it like the Beastie Boys. Kick that mule. <laughs> Kick that mule <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, we're about 40 minutes in. I think we've talked enough food. My stomach's growling. We should uh, should probably get into, into this weekend's big-ass card. All right, let's do it. Yeah. UFC 229 this Saturday from Las Vegas. The matchup that everyone's been waiting for. The fight of 2018 for sure. The return of the notorious Conor McGregor to take on the champion, the Eagle Khabib Nurmagomedov. Mystic Mac. Mystic Mac. Opening up or coming in at the at the underdog. Mystic Mac? Yeah, man. He's uh he's a plus one forty seven. Damn. Yeah, Khabib's a, a minus one sixty favorite. Connor's a plus one forty seven. Um your highest favorite on the card is Tony Ferguson at uh, minus 360 over <laughs> Anthony Pettis. Um, there's some other ones that are pretty high. Uh, Reyes is a minus 220 over St. Uh, OSP. And uh, Anna Kuniskaya is a minus 200 over Landsberg and um, Nick Lentz. Minus two, two thirty favorite. But yeah, Connor, Connor opening up plus one forty seven. All right, underdog baby. Yeah, you think that changes? People are gonna put money on Connor. I think oh, that changes God, people, closer. People are definitely putting money. It makes people more money if Connor's the under um, the underdog. Mm-hmm. I think that line changes by the time we get to the fight. I think the line changes after the weigh-in. Mm-hmm. After well, we see them both, because um, I wonder how the weight cut's going to affect both of them. I don't think the 155 weight cut will be too bad on Connor. I mean, 
Mm-hmm. Khabib, is, Khabib has kind of had some trouble with it sometimes. He's had but, some trouble, but his last uh, few fights he's had since he's got the nutritionist, mm-hmm. um, his weight cuts have gone a lot better. And he t- he turned it around quick this time too. He didn't he didn't take a layoff. He yeah. uh, he came right back after his last well, fight. He's healthy, which mm-hmm. doesn't happen very often. What are you talking about, dude? AK is it AK? Yeah, AK. They've been getting their shit together. Their uh, their injury rate has gone down just because a lot of their guys that get injured haven't been fighting there anymore. I was gonna say because Kane hasn't fought in two years. Luke Rockhold's out. And Luke Rockhold, <laughs> what? Not, he's not fighting there anymore. Oh, yeah, and Luke's not fighting there anymore, too. You're right. He's training on his own. He's, yeah, he's in Florida. Yeah, that's right. But, yeah, yeah, and Kane, and Kane, you can't get injured if you're not fighting. Yeah, when your back's broken, you can't keep on getting injured. It's probably been three years since Kane fought now, hasn't it, man? He fought at 200. I think that was his last fight. Was that? Did he fight at 200? Holy yeah, shit. He, he beat up uh, Travis Brown, didn't he? Maybe I don't remember. Probably, but that so that was at least two years ago. Yeah, well, it's definitely been a while. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute. It has been a minute. It's been a minute since Conor McGregor fought. Two years. Two years. Two years since he stepped into the octagon. The UFC two hundred five. Damn. There's only been twenty four UFCs since then. Yeah. Well, I mean. 12, well, twelve months yeah. in a year. Twelve pay per views. Yeah, that makes sense. Never and I mind. think, and I think there's been, there might have been one month or a couple months in those years, two years that we didn't have a pay per view either. Because mm. like the the month of the Mayweather McGregor fight that last August, there wasn't a pay per view. Oh yeah, it got canceled, right? I don't think they ever even scheduled one. Because mm. I think they didn't want to. They were trying to keep the window open with Mayweather and McGregor because they were co-promo a, a promotional partner. So why compete against something you're going to make money? And that's usually their time is like the beginning of the month. So, <clears throat> um, yes, yes, the fight we've been waiting for: twenty-six and zero taking on twenty-one and three. Um. McGregor and like we said, have not fought since UFC two hundred five, at least in the octagon. Mm-hmm. Um, Habib coming off of winning the title against the real estate agent Ally Quinta. That is true. There, I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people like bringing up a lot of shit about Habib's record and like guys that he fought on that record that weren't even professional fighters. Some of them two round fights. The early on fights, like the pack fights and yeah, stuff. Yeah, shit. Like just his record being padded. Or the M1 global fights or whatever. Or the M1 selection fights. Yeah. He did have a lot of those up until 2011. This will be his 11th fight in the UFC. Okay. So I mean, he's still got a decent amount of fights in the UFC for sure, but he came into the UFC with like fourteen and zero or whatever, mm-hmm. fifteen and zero. <sighs> um, did you see the? Did, have you ever seen the Gleason T-Ball fight? The Habib and Gleason T-Ball fight? 
Yeah, yeah. So Habib versus Gleason Tebow. Say what you will about Gleason Tebow. Maybe he was on the juice. Who knows? Um, this is in 2012. No, Sada. This is in 2012, not a lot of regulations. I think regulations started getting a little bit stricter before USADA, and then they picked up when USADA came in to become yeah. even stricter. Yeah, they definitely like started um, cracking down a little bit more than they used to mm-hmm. before. Uh, if you go back and you watch that fight, Gleason was able to stop a lot of the takedowns or get up, and he was able to land a lot of strikes. And even the commentators were kind of confused at the decision. They thought uh, Khabib had lost, but they gave it to Habib. So well, yeah, you look at the numbers. Um, he was outstruck twenty-eight to twenty-five, and uh, Tebow took him down. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. even even like more recently, I mean, if you even in the um, the Ally Aquinta fight. Like later into the end of the fight, Al had a lot of success stopping Habib's takedowns. Yeah, I'm. I'm not saying that Connor Connor has good takedown defense. It's not bad. A lot of people underestimate his um, grappling ability because he has been taken down. But if you go back and look at even from the second Nate Diaz fight. In the uh, the Eddie Alvarez fight, he had a lot of success stopping Eddie Alvarez. Mm-hmm. I I think it's going to come down to Connor being quick enough with his striking to catch Habib as he's trying to come in to maul him. Because if if Habib gets him down into the ground. That's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to try to maul Connor and tire him out. But we we know Habib's hittable. We've seen him get hit. We've seen him get rocked. Um, this one's such a tough. In my in my opinion, I think it's really tough to choose. It is a tough choice. I I I have I have my where I'm leaning. And what I think is going to happen, mm-hmm. or what I think will probably happen, or what I hope is going to happen, but I, I th- there are there are two definite outcomes from this. Like it, it's either going to be a lopsided knockout victory on Connor's half in the first couple of rounds, or it's just going to be a five round mauling by Habib. Or early, getting beaten up on early and able to take it down late and maul out mm-hmm. Connor. Interesting. You you don't think we see a five rounder? <sighs> a five round back and forth uh, fight? Maybe. Because, dude, man, like I go back and forth, and I I can I I think it's gonna be hard for Khabib to get knocked out by Connor, and I don't think Connor or I don't think. Uh, Khabib can knock out Connor on the floor, and I think Connor's going to be able to get up a lot and land some shots. I think it's going to be an interesting fight. I think these two guys are superb athletes, and um, I think we're going to see him excel both in their areas. And I think we're going to get a good fight, man. I do think I, it, it could be a good back and forth fight, like like the the second Nate Diaz fight was. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know. I I don't know 
I don't know if Habib is going to be able to to take the the onslaught, the precision with that left hand. Everybody talks about being able to take it until you have to take it. Um, that's that that's what's actually winning me over is Connor's weird angles that he's able to get in his striking and he's able to land his shots right in there. And I think yeah. it's going to be able to stifle a lot of Khabib's I agree. forward pressure. I agree because he, his footwork, he's going to be able to, because Khabib's not, he doesn't really shoot traditional takedowns. It's not like a traditional wrestler takedown. It's just come walking forward at you until he can grab a hold of you up against the fence and then take you to the ground. Once he gets you to the ground, then he just dominates. But it's not like he's not he's not really setting up takedown shots a lot. He does take them. But it's mostly off of, of grappling, at least mm-hmm. more recently in the fights that I've seen. I, I haven't gone back to the beginning of Habib's career where he was taken down Abel Trujillo 21 times. But more recently, especially since the issues with the knees have come up and he's had all these multiple surgeries on those knees – He's not shooting traditional doubles and singles and high crotches. It's mm-hmm. in into the grappling positions, pummeling, and then getting a leg or tossing you down. Yeah. But the way I, he just stalks forward like that, that fucking plays so much into Connor's hands. Yeah, Connor, Connor's got a lot to play with there, especially the way he moves and understands distance and understands – the angles and how to use them and how to sneak in his little uppercuts and, and how much better his footwork and striking have been because yeah. of taking a year off of MMA to just strictly train boxing or mostly train boxing. I'm sure he was still doing some MMA classes, MMA yeah. stuff, but no, dude, he's still training with Dylan. Like he's yeah. still training. I'm still training with grapplers and I'm like, oh, especially now for the, this yeah. camp. Absolutely. But I mean, I'm just talking just, basically he shut down MMA training for a year yeah and just boxing boxing and you already have some of the best precision and accuracy as an and power as an MMA striker before now you've now you've increased this while wearing 16 ounce gloves and you're going back to switching to four that that's kind of scary and he's he gets to go back in the stance. Um, I, I I'm pretty sure Connor pulled in some good grapplers as well, some good wrestlers. I mean, word because was, he has because he has Dylan Dennis. Well, for sure, but it, rumor was he had um, he had brought in Jordan Burroughs, mm-hmm. who was uh, the multi-time world champion and fucking multi-time national champion for the the Americans. But uh, and he JB he says that's, it. yeah, JB denied it. But uh, but that that could easily been done because it could have been leaked info that Connor didn't want out there, and they could have just been like, say it's not true. Absolutely, it. and if it's not Jordan Burroughs, I mean Jesus Christ, there's a there's a fucking list of guys that are close to to Habib and his size that he could bring in to to train with him and better his wrestling from America from any fucking where. Yeah. I, I just think Connor Connor's been training on how to get up. He's, For sure, he's gonna get taken down, but well, I think he's been training on how to get up. His ground game, I think, has been very underrated. Mm-hmm. I I don't think 
everybody wants to talk about what happened in the first Nate Diaz fight. And, yep, Nate tired him out, got him to the ground, choked him out. But I, what about the takedown I, defense in the second fight? What about the ability to get up? Well, in the in the first one, was it tired or was it tired and getting pummeled? Like he started getting caught a lot, and it was yeah. Shit. I'm not I'm not taking away that Nate down. that Nate didn't beat his ass in that fight, but I'm saying like everyone just talks about what happened on the ground in that first fight. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I'm saying it, I don't think like we're referring to it wasn't a complete domination on the floor. It's he was getting pitter pattered, and he went to the floor and when, he was already fucked up from oh, those shots. Yeah, right? and tired on top of that. And then you it's get like, you get somebody like Nate Diaz on top of you, mm-hmm. you're done. It, it, it's it's going to be interesting, but um, because people are going to say, "Oh, well, Connor's gas tank." Uh, we kind of saw what happens when you get up from Khabib, and he has to keep on going for those takedowns, right? And then you make him work out of his comfort zone, and while getting hit. Yeah, like now, now if Connor can either stuff those takedowns and or get up, then we got to fight because now it's not a matter of uh, I'm going to hold you onto the floor. Now it's a matter of you're not in your comfort zone. You're getting tired too. You're in the big show. Let's go, dude. You're getting hit by a guy that hits harder than anyone's hit you right. in this division. Right. So I, I've i always bet against Con- – not always, but there, to a certain point I – I was rooting for Connor, and then the fans got behind him, and he blew up. And then I'm like, "Oh, I think he's gonna lose." And then he knocked out Jose Aldo in 13 seconds, and I was like, "Okay, I can't bet against this guy." Right. There's something, there's something against, uh, about this guy that he predicts how he's gonna win, and then he goes out there and he fucking does and it. He, I'm like, yeah. I can't, I can't. I'm like, I can't go against. He, like people are even trying to get me to bet against him with the Nate Diaz fight. They're like, "Oh, I'll give you Nate," and I'm like, "Dude, I'm not trying to bet. I'm just trying to enjoy this fight and watch it." And then. um he actually lost, but then he came back and won. But that didn't that didn't kill his star power. But I don't know. I just I just haven't wanted to bet against him. Look look what he did, Teddy Alvarez. He came and won the second belt. He's been the first champ champ. I didn't think that was going to be done. But I didn't want to bet against him either. I was like, fuck that, and look what he did to Eddie. Oh yeah, he's got a he's got a wrestling a rush a Russian wrestling coach. Sergey Pokolsky. Mm-hmm. It's just, and then there's that unknown as well. We've seen McGregor against the top of the top right now, and like Dos Anjos, again, it was lenient back then when he was able to take the take some juice. I'm not saying like there's a lot more supplements that got put on the ban list. There's a lot more stuff that got put on the ban list. I don't make the ban list. I'm just saying that that like they became a lot more strict on what you can intake and what you can put in your system. That's why a lot of these guys are getting caught because they're getting mistakenly taken stuff that they shouldn't be taking. Yeah. Back back then they were being they could take stuff that they couldn't today. That's why we see guys having to move up that have that weren't caught back then but would be caught today. I believe RDA is one of those cases, which doesn't make him a cheater. It just makes him a guy that improved with the time and never got caught. He he changed with the times and he improved the system. He altered his way of training. That's what I believe. I could be a hundred percent wrong, but I oh, I thought he was Usada, on. I thought he was on the juice when he went on his uh, his title run. Yeah, but Usada's definitely come in and put a lot of more stuff on a ban list. I believe 
definitely. than there was. So, like, that was... Our DAs had to move up, so... I don't know. We, we have... Have we seen Khabib against the top of the top? Not really. Yeah. I mean, let's have, let's run down let's run down Habib's resume real quick here. So starting from his first UFC fight? Yep, Kamal Shalaris, Glyson Tebow, Tiago Tavares, Abel Trujillo, Pat Healy, <clears throat> RDA, Daryl Horsher, Michael Johnson, Edson Barbosa. Ally Quinta, and now Conor but, McGregor. McGregor beats all those guys as well. Oh like, God, easily yeah. and them. Yeah, and I mean, do we even really do we need to get into to Conor's resume? We know we know he's who he's lost to, who he's beat. I mean, Dustin Poirier is a title contender at one fifty five. Uh, Max he Holloway. Max Holloway is the champion. He took him out. Uh, Chad Mendez was a was a powerhouse at 145. He beat him. Uh, Jose Aldo was the greatest of all fucking time at the 145 pound division. That's the one that really sold me on McGregor because I was behind McGregor in a lot of fights and he was predicting a lot of shit. And then I'm like, I don't know if he beats Jose Aldo, man. I'm like, it's a badass striker. And then he put him out in two seconds and or thirteen seconds, and I was like, "Okay, I can't doubt this dude." And then he knocked out at well, he beat uh, Nate Diaz and knocked out Eddie Alvarez. Mm-hmm. And Eddie Alvarez is a hard motherfucker to knock out. Ask Dustin Poirier. Ask fucking <laughs> Justin Gaethje. Yeah. Ah oh, man, it's. It's an interesting fight, but Connor, like, if you go by record, and these guys are both top level fighters, man. Definitely. I just don't know. Habib definitely hasn't fought somebody on this level of a striker. Mm-mm. Barbosa yeah. is a phenomenal striker, but Barbosa is a kicker, which requires distance and and a certain level of timing. Habib could just walk that down. He's not going to be able to just walk down. The left hand. No, and Connor can sneak. Man, he's really good at sneaking in those, those uppercuts. Yeah, and and, and those uppercuts are, and boom. Yeah, they're they're not meant to knock you out. They're meant to fucking daze you a little bit and be like, "What the fuck?" And then he starts landing some and gets away, angles off and makes you set up. It's I, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna watch a ton of um, Habib fights. I watched a ton of McGregor fights this weekend. I went back and I started from the first fight. I watched, uh, let's see. Marcus Brimage. and Brimage, Halloway, Brandau, Poirier, Seaver, Mendez. And then I stopped at all. I didn't watch Aldo because I, I can remember that one. And then the the Diaz ones are kind of more recent too. God, I've watched him and Diaz too so many times. Mm-hmm. I probably so, watched that like five times before we podcasted about it. Uh-huh. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Well, that was when I was working at the dispensary too, so I had nothing to do and I could just watch fights or whatever all day long. <laughs> just torment my boss. She used to have to watch so much MMA because of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, and if you go back, man, and like and you just like 
check out what Connor's doing and try to break down what he's doing. His movement is, is it's really something else. His how he sets up shit, his back and forth, his his shots that are fifty percent, and how he knows when to land the the shot, how he he fakes you out and kind of psychs you out on his on his distance. Like he doesn't he doesn't he kind of shows you his weapons, but not all the way. He's like, hey, look, this is what I got, and then you're like, oh man, that's cool, and then boom, he fucking clocks you nice. It's kind of kind of like the Diaz with with their power. You know, they're just kind of pitter-pattering, pitter-pattering, pitter-pattering. Connor kind of does it to an extent, but more with his skill set, not his power. He's showing you a little bit of what he has to kind of get you worried or kind of get you like, oh, shit. And then once he kind of he's got you worried about that, that's when he's fucking – once he's got you on the hook, that's when he explodes. He knows – my biggest my biggest question that I think we're going to see answered early is what's going to happen when Habib gets rocked. We kind of saw it in the Michael Johnson fight, but cuz we've seen Khabib get taken down or Conor get taken down and get up. Yeah. What's going to happen when Habib gets rocked? That yeah. first time he gets dropped cuz he's going to get dropped. Mm. Everybody gets dropped. Everybody he dropped Nate how many times in those first three in the first two rounds? He dropped Eddie a couple of times in the first round before he knocked him out in the second. I'm, I'm taking Connor. I think Connor's going to win this one um, second, maybe third. I can see it going the other way. I can see it being a, a mauling as well, but I just don't know. I don't know. I, I got to see what's going to happen when Habib gets rocked. And I, I, from what I've seen of Habib, I don't think I like his chances up against those hands. But we could have a five round war, like you, like you said. I'm, I'm leaning more towards the the KO though. And new. And new. And new. And and new again. Yeah, I'm I'm rooting for Connor. I'm going with Connor. I, I, I can see, I can see him knocking, knocking him out. But I, I think it's going to be a war, and we'll probably get a second fight out of these guys. Maybe. Maybe you don't think you don't think the uh, one of the gentlemen in the co-main event, um, specifically one in general, if he wins, um, Nate. Nate. If Nate wins the co- no, oh the Tony Ferguson the to- yeah, yeah 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 the guy that the guy that had the bell for five minutes that everyone was pissed off when he got stripped except That's for me except for me I want that but are they gonna do that if this is a five round war I don't know and Connor wins and then everyone's like rematch yeah but you don't think Tony could sell a better fight with his ability to talk shit yeah. Yeah, for your uncle Dana. Depending on how this fight, what if this fight does over two or two mil, and then they have a five round uh, war? They'll st- definitely do, they'll do a rematch. Will they? We're still waiting on Nate and Connor three, and they're they're one and one apiece. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So I, I'm with you. I think I think if if it is a war, they should be. But unfortunately, with today's UFC, it doesn't guarantee it. Yeah. The thing is we'll get some we'll get some clarity. 
Whoa. We'll get some clarity. ACDC? Yeah, someone's calling me. Oh, ACDC's your ringtone? Yeah, ACDC's my ringtone. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, we both got Connor. And in the co-main event, number two, El Kadushi. I mean, El Kakui. Tony Ferguson taking on Showtime Anthony Pettis. Tony, a heavy favorite, returning from that uh, severe knee injury in his bout versus the UFC camera cable. Yeah. The hate is strong within you, my friend. Yes. Maybe? The hate makes you strong. (laughs) Whatever. I've never been I've been super transparent on my fucking feelings about Tony Ferguson. At least I, at least I'm not hating on a dude that I don't know personally. Like mm-hmm. I'm not just hating on a fighter. It's not it's not like it's a dude I, I fucking don't know. So it's yeah, kind of justified. True. That's true. Uh, I really like Anthony Pettis, but I think he's gonna get the shit beat out of him in this fight. He, I don't. I, I really like Anthony Pettis too, but it, nope, nope. Striking, I give to Tony. Um, wrestling, I give to Tony. Submissions, I give to Tony. It's it's not. There's no place on this fight I think is real good for Anthony unless he catches him with a cage kick. Yeah, but like even then, I don't think Tony gets knocked out by that. Maybe that's a Barboza almost knocked him the fuck out. <laughs> so did Lando Veneta. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't taking Lando serious at all. Lando's a beast. And he's uh, like, hey, Lando, if Lando would have had like another two weeks worth of camp and a little bit more conditioning, he might have been able to beat Tony. Yeah. But yeah, Tony definitely wasn't taking Lando serious. Um Yeah, I I I saw some videos of Tony training um another dude that uh from our state that graduated the same year we did and were was a really good wrestler, has been out um been out working with Tony a little bit out in Cali, so I saw some videos of him and Travis training together. Uh I don't see an area where Anthony Pettis is gonna be better than Tony in this fight. I just don't. Yeah, me either. Like I said, Tony Ferguson is going to beat the shit out of Anthony Pettis. Not yeah. that I want it to happen. No, but, but it's what's going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's already talking shit, calling out Connor and calling out fucking Habib. So. What did he say? Oh, what did I see on MMA fighting? It was just... Might have just well, been. You don't have it on hand. It's already. Oh, it's right here. It's from one of the embeddeds. It just says, Where you at, McNuggets? Tiramisu. Uh, he's going to fight both of them? Is that what he's going to Maybe. Maybe. I hope so. Two on one? I hope so. First ever? I'd like to watch that fight. Two on one. Well, I put that three on three. You saw that? I did. Oh, yeah. I watched that shit. Those Chinese dudes, three on three. That's so dumb. That shit was fucking crazy. And two dudes, <laughs> two dudes were beating the fuck out of one. Yeah, once one gets put out, that's it, right? Yeah, I think so. Mike's over. That, that's how it looked like. Yeah, but that shit was pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, your third fight of the main card, number seven, Owen St. Prue taking on the Devin, the Devastator, Dominic Reyes. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen Dominic Reyes fight like once or twice. I don't know who he yeah, is. Yeah, he has fought against Jared Cannonier. His la- oh, he killed Jared Cannonier in his last fight back in May. Um, he fought Jeremy Kimball back and oh, he, oh God! I saw Dominic Reyes fight live. He was the opening fight of uh, Holloway and uh, and <coughs> Aldo. Okay. In <laughs> Detroit, I watched him submit Jeremy Kimball, <coughs> and then he's fought uh, Joaquin Christensen. His debut. Yeah, Dominic Reyes is he's a, he's pretty beastly. Going against it's a tough test for him. It's a good test for him against Ovin St. Prue. Um yeah. it's the the young, possibly up and coming talent versus the the old vet that's I mean, OSP is kind of the, the gatekeeper guy in two oh five now. Yeah, it's been really up and down. Yeah, his title shot. Yep. Couldn't get it. He's gotta uh, if you're Rez, you definitely gotta watch out for the Von Prue choke. Yeah, that that's true. Oh, ooh, interesting. Dominic Reyes, the taller man, but Owen St. Prue with the three-inch reach advantage and a two-inch two inch leg reach advantage. I... I'm going to OSP. I'll take Reyes. You're taking Reyes? Yeah, I'll take Reyes. Fuck it. He's probably going to lose, but I'll throw my money in, in his corner. Oh, this could be interesting. Uh, Your second fight of the main card, the Black Beast, Derek Lewis, taking on Alexander Volkov. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting fight. (laughs) That is his name, nickname. It is. Uh, Fuck, man. This is an interesting fight. We got Brutal Strength versus... The guy's going to have to use his technicality not to get knocked the fuck out. He's going to have to use foot movement. Volkov coming up back-to-back knockouts of yeah. Stefan Struve and Fabricio over Doom. Mm. I want to go Volkov, but something's telling me to go Black Beast. I'm leaning towards Volkov myself, man, because I always question Derek Lewis's back. Yeah, exactly. Um... Exactly. Then his gas tank. I love Black Beast. I love yeah. Black Beast. When him and uh, him and Ngannou first were hitting the scene about the same time and kind of blowing up a little bit, like Beast was the dude I was like behind. Like, let's go. This is the guy that the future of the heavyweight division. And then these back issues have really slowed him down. But oh man, I don't know. I don't know. Something about Volkov makes me mm-hmm. lean that way. I'll, I'll I'll take Black Beast. I'm gonna go with Volkov. In my head, my heart's always a Black Beast. I love Derek Lewis, but I think I think Volkov's got this one. Your opening fight of the main card features the Karate Hottie Michelle Waterson taking on. Lil Bulldog, Felice Herrig. 
Herrig been on a little bit of a tear? Yeah, she's picked up some victories. I know she beat... Um... She lost to Carolina back in April. Before that, she was on a four-fight win streak over Kaylin Curran, Felice, or uh, Alexa Grasso. Yeah, there we go. Alexa Grasso. I couldn't remember her name. Justin Kitsch. And, uh, uh, that's when Kitsch shit her pants, right? Yep. And then she beat Courtney Casey by decision at uh, UFC 218. <laughs> oh man, I forgot Carolina put it on her. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Uh Watson. It's gonna be I think it's gonna be an interesting fight back and forth. That's a good fight for sure. Waterson coming off of the win over fight. Courtney Casey as well. Before that losing to Tisha Torres and mm-hmm. Thug Rose. It'll be a good back and forth, I think. Yeah, the height the height and reach advantage is an issue. Um for Michelle. Going She's smaller? Her. Yeah. Yeah, Felice She's Felice really is an, an inch Felice is an inch taller and uh two inches uh in reach. Oh she I mean she is an atom weight. She shouldn't be fighting at one hundred and fifteen pounds realistically. No, but that's they don't have a division in the UFC. No, and they're not going to create one. It was okay. a hard. It's been a bitch of a time with the, between the one twenty five and the fucking one forty five pound division. Um. Oh man, I don't know. This is a tough one to pick too because I really like Michelle Waterson, and I kind of like Felice Herrig, but I'm kind of leaning towards Felice Herrig. Yeah, I'm leaning towards Felice Herrick because I think she can out wrestle her, and I. Th- uh, That's where I, I think, think it's going to be the difference is the as the wrestling and grappling game. I mean, Felice has got a really good submission game too. She's a, mm-hmm. I think she's a she might if she's not a black belt, she's somewhere under under Jeff Curran. Frog, um, Waterson's got you know pretty good submissions herself. Tough fight. I'm going to take Felice Herrig by decision. Yeah, I'm going with Felice by decision as well. Oh, your FS1 feature prelim was supposed to be a fight featuring the Sugar Show, Sean O'Malley. But we found out this week that Sean O'Malley would not be competing. And um, because of the new policy that, that passed over the weekend... Uh, it was not announced that Sean O'Malley by USADA in the UFC that he had failed a drug test. It was announced by Sean O'Malley himself. Um, he announced on his social media on Sunday, Hey guys, sorry, I want to be the first to let you know about what's going on. As many of you have seen the UFC announced that this weekend that they were no longer announcing potential violations of the USADA program. Because of the high number of unintentional use cases under the program and are instead waiting until the end. I find myself caught up in one of these exact cases right now. Even though under the new policy my case would not be made public, I felt it was important to shit. I only posted like part of the thing, so I was opening it. Anyway. Yeah, I find myself caught up in one of these 
situations. Uh, so he's not fighting next week. I've been working with Jeff Nowinski at the UFC, and I believe that we have already identified a dietary supplement that would have caused this. We've sent the remaining samples from the bottle I took to the USADA lab and as well as a full sealed bottle. I'm told that the testing of these supplements can take as long as 30 days. I will continue to update you all about the findings. Um, and then he just talks about being truly sorry. So well, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, but at least he was the one to come out and say it and put out a statement on his behalf to. For sure. And then this also says it's, it's worth noting that uh, O'Malley is a marijuana enthusiast, but cannabis metabolites are only prohibited in competition, meaning that the failed drug test would not have been due to marijuana in competition is only 24 hours before the fight until a few hours after. <clears throat> so they just wanted to point out that, no, he did not fail for weed. Mm-hmm. So now... The FS1 featured prelim will be number two, Sergio Pettis, taking on Juicier Formiga. Oh. Interesting fight for the division now that uh, Henry Cejudo makes things up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want to say this could be a title eliminator fight. Uh, Well, at least for Sergio, but... um... I don't think Sergio's going to get a title shot off of this fight. No, probably not. I mean, you got to think there's going to be a rematch. Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, Formiga coming off of wins over Yuka Sasaki back in September of last year and most recently Ben Wen in February. Mm. Pettis... I'm, I'm gonna go with Pettis. Yeah, Pettis is coming off a win over Joseph Benavidez back in June. Before that, losing to Sergio Pettis or losing to Henry Cejudo at UFC 218 in a really boring fight. That fight was bad, and I was hyped as fuck for that fight. <clears throat> I was hyped as fuck for that fight for so long, and that fight let me down so badly. But I'm gonna take Sergio. I think he looked really yeah. good against Joey B. I think Joey B is a better fighter than than Formiga. I got there halfway into that fight. I'm gonna go, gonna go with Sergio. I'm going Sergio. My boy, the silent assassin Vincente Luque, taking on uh, Julian Turner, the tarantula, or Jalen Jalen Turner. Sorry, not Julian, Jalen Turner. Off of the Contender Series. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying that because I don't like the I like the Contender Series, but don't throw a Contender Series guy against fucking Vicente Luque, you assholes. Did somebody pull out against Vicente Luque? I feel like he was supposed to fight somebody else because, yeah, that's a really – if that's if this fight was booked the whole time, that's a really bad booking on the UFC's part. That seems like a yeah, like maybe a late booking. You might be right. I think I think it's a replacement booking. Um, I hope so for for Jalen Turner's sake because Vicente Luque is no joke. No, Vicente Luque is a tough motherfucker. He really is. I mean, he's good on the feet, on the fucking ground. He 
His fights don't go to submission or to decisions. But uh, Jalen Turner an eighty three percent knockout rate, so we'll see. But I gotta I gotta go with my boy. Gotta go with my boy getting it done. Vincente. I'm going with Luca here. Uh, Aspen Ladd is taking on Tanya Evinger. Have we seen Tanya Evinger since she fought Cyborg? Mm, no. I didn't think so. Not that I can remember. I'm looking now. Nope. Her last fight was last July against Cyborg. And I don't yeah, think the she, knockout. And I don't think she went back to Invicta. No, she hasn't had any fights. Is her fight back since then? Did she get? I think maybe she got hurt. She got knocked out. Well, I know, sure. no, 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 no. But I think there might have been an injury that mm. possibly not from that fight, but she was supposed to fight somebody else. Maybe something. But happened. this, it's yeah, been this a was the first fight back yeah. since then. It's been over a year. Aspen Lad, uh, rank number nine. 135 pounds coming off of a her win over Lena Landsberg in her debut in October of 2017. So almost a year since we saw Aspen Ladd, too. Yeah, but that one was a dropout. I forgot. The, uh, what's that girl that runs the trip? The spearhead. Oh Project yes, spearhead. that's right. Uh, um um um. um not, I keep wanting to say Sarah McMahon, but it's not Sarah McMahon. No, it's not Sarah McMahon. Um, I know what you're talking about. That's right. They were supposed to fight, and then that fight got scrapped. Yeah, and then she got fired. That's right. That's why we haven't seen Aspen Lad. I forgot. Mm. So two girls that haven't fought in over, over a year. Yeah, but... Uh... Aspen looked impressive versus Landsberg. She did. She did. And she was in a training camp. So, I mean, at least she's been ready to fight, which I don't know about Avenger. Mm. Mm. I'm going to go. I'm going to take Aspen Lad, even though Tanya, Tanya Avenger stuff is fuck. Yeah, I like Aspen Lad. She's young, and I want to see her continue to advance. In her MMA career. She's 23. Yeah, she's young as shit. Uh, your opening fight of the FS1 prelims kicking off at 8 o'clock. Hot Sauce Scott Holtzman taking on Alan Patrick. Uh, Patrick 15-1. and one. Um, Nougat Alan Patrick? Yeah, Nougat. Nougat, I don't know. Versus Hot Sauce. Versus Hot Sauce. You know you can't be mixing nougat and hot sauce. That's just fucked up. Uh, Alan Patrick on a three-fight win streak over Damian Brown, Stevie Ray, and Demir Hadzovic. Wow, Holtzman had a win somewhat recently. Holtzman's, I guess, his last fight was in December, and Daryl Horsher. I don't know why I'm tripping over Daryl Horsher today. Uh, and before that, Michael McBride with a loss to Josh Emmett back in December of 2016. Cody Fister. That's I remember that fight. Fister and fucking Holtzman. I'm going to go Alan Patrick. Yeah, I'm going to take Patrick in this one as well. 
He's a sorry hot sauce. Sorry hot sauce. Nougat's gonna Nougat's gonna cleanse the palate today. Uh, your FS1 early, or I'm sorry, your UFC Fight Pass early prelims featured fight number 12, Lena Landsberg taking on the returning Yana Kuniskaya. Kuniskaya. Uh, Landsberg, the elbow queen. Okay. <laughs> That's her nickname. The elbow queen. And Kutuskaya doesn't need a nickname. That name is already weird enough. Landsberg coming off of the decision win over Gina Mazzani back in May. Uh, before that, her loss to Aspen Ladd in October of 2017 and a win over Lucy Putalova in March of 2017. Her debut with a knockout loss to Chris Cyberg. So these two both have something in common. <laughs> Oh man! (laughs) At least I'm gonna go with Kundis Kaya. I don't know why. I'm gonna take her. (laughs) Is that 135? Yeah. Yeah, Kundis Kaya is a natural 135, or so is Landsberg. Yeah, they both just went up. They just both went up to fight. Uh, cyborg. Yeah. Okay. I'll take Landsberg. I will take Landsberg. In the mark me down in the category of up until I saw this fight a couple of weeks ago, I didn't even know Gray fucking Maynard was still fighting. I thought he was in a different organization if he was still fighting. I thought he retired. Uh, the Michigan State University product, the former All American. The bully Gray Maynard taking on the carny Nick Lentz. Oh, I like Gray. I got a personal like thing with Gray. I watched him in college wrestling and shit. He was a coach at one of the camps that I was at where I met Rashad because they were there at the same around the same time. Like, but man, I hate watching Gray's downfall. It's bad. He just can't take a shot anymore, man. Well, then there was that Ryan Hall fight where he lost to Ryan Hall because Hall wouldn't engage him. And so he would just try for Aminari roles and shit. Uh, but he does have a win. He beat Ishihara back all the way back a year ago in July of 2017. That was the last time he fought. Mm-hmm. Lentz has kind of been up and down, too. I mean, this should be kind of like a grizzly old veteran war. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go with Gray, but I think Nick Lentz gets it. Nick Lentz doesn't get knocked out. I think he. No. I think. Lentz, yeah, man. Lentz coming off a decision loss to David Tamer back in June. Uh, before that, submitted Will Brooks, November of 2017. Fuck it. I'm going to go with Gray because you know what? The, the old vets have proved me wrong. I picked against. Uh, um. Oh, God, who did I pick against recently? Jimmy Miller. I picked against somebody else. Diego. They both proved me the fuck wrong. So, fuck it. Let's go, Gray. Opening fight, Ryan LaFlair taking on Tony Martin. Um, LaFlair's the Canadian dude? 
Nope, United States. Uh, both, both U.S. guys. I thought one of them was a Canadian dude too. Nope. Tony mm. Tony Martin's an Illinois guy. What? Palos Heights. Yeah, he better not say Chicago. Nope, he says Palos Heights. Good. Rich motherfucker. Uh, Tony Martin coming off a win of Kiara Nakamura back in April. Lost to OAM in September of last year. With wins over Johnny Case. Hollywood, Johnny Case. And that, uh, wasn't that, uh, what's your face's baby daddy? Um, ho- or not Holly, um, damn it. Misha, who knocked up Misha? No, it wasn't Johnny Case. I don't know. Ron LaFlair coming off of a win over Alex Garcia back in April and a loss to Alex, Alex Oliveira. Last July. Mm, I'll take mm. I'll take Tony Martin. Fuck it. I don't know. Both these guys have come off of got wins after coming off of a loss. Yeah, I'll go the flare. <laughs> there we go. That's your UFC two twenty nine preview. Oh man. So episode 150 should be our UFC uh, 229 breakdown. So that'll be cool. Set, set a milestone with uh, with a Connor, hopefully with a Connor victory. Or it could be a really sad milestone. I don't know. We'll see what happens on Saturday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's get into it's a little. be good. Get into a little news. Um, Valentina Shevchenko versus Sajaya Eubanks. Is going to be your main event at UFC 230. Boy, that's gonna really sell well. I wish I had a noise thing so I could go cricket, cricket. Yeah, dude, you had you had a pretty good card there at UFC fucking 230, and this is your main event. Mm-hmm. They could even made the 165 pound title. I would have been happy with that. Yeah, but nope, we're not gonna do that. Nah, okay. Maybe next. Maybe next time. Maybe, maybe fuck you guys. That's that's they said. Maybe fuck you guys. Yeah. (laughs) That's what they did say. Not not stoked about that. That's my goddamn birthday. (laughs) That sucks. (sighs) I was looking forward to a really good main event. Um, Sorry, brother. Yeah, especially because they were gonna fight. She was gonna fight Yuana at two thirty one. The fuck? Uh, speaking of UFC 231, Max Holloway versus Brian Ortega, official for Toronto. Dude, the UFC loves having Max fight in December. He's This is yeah. his third year in a row, headlining the December pay-per-view. Second, that was Detroit, right? That he, fought. He, he fought Toronto against Aldo the first time. Or no, I'm sorry. Toronto against Pettis. And then, yeah, and then Aldo in Detroit. And now Toronto again. Fuck it. That's his... Why would they bring him in the cold, too? That's so stupid. He's from Hawaii. I mean, uh, Ortega's from California. 
Yeah, right. So that will uh that'll be good. Uh what are we looking at here? Oh wait. This was before the Sajaya Eubanks Valentina Shevchenko announcement. So you're fight for the vacant UFC women's flyweight title that was supposed to take place at UFC 231 isn't happening. <laughs> yeah, didn't they have fucking Joanna? Yeah, it was supposed to be Joanna and, and Valentina at the next pay-per-view, and they said, nah, fuck that. We're going to move it up and have her fight Jai Eubanks. Okay. Weird. Real weird. She also got uh, Claudia Gadelli versus Nina Anzaroff, Elias Theodoro versus uh, Eric Anders, Devin Clark versus Alexander Rakic, Hakeem Dewadu versus Kyle Boschniak, Chad Laprise and Diego Lima, OAM versus Gilbert Burns, and uh, Jimmy Manawa versus Tiago Santos. Oh, shit. It's a good card. Yeah. Uh, Rafael Dos Anjos versus... Who the fuck was that? I clicked. I accidentally closed it out. Damn it. <laughs> Rafael Dos Anjos versus Kamaru Usman is going to headline the Ultimate Fighter 28 finale, which takes place when... Uh, Friday night, November 30th at the Pearl of the Palms in Las Vegas. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the card will also feature Tough 28 heavyweight and women's featherweight finals, a bantamweight bout between Pedro Munoz and Brian Caraway, former Strike Force lightweight champ Gilbert Melendez versus Arnold Allen. Gilbert Melendez? He's on the, he's on the promotion? Uh, apparently so. Uh, Ashley Evans-Smith welcoming the debuting Antonio Shevchenko. Roosevelt Roberts versus Daryl Horcher. Uh, Darren Stewart versus Edmund Shabazian and Tim Means versus Ricky Rainey. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Shogun Hua versus Tyrone Pedro announced for UFC Adelaide. Uh, let's see the other fights on this card. That's his last fight, right? Shogun? Oh, no, sorry. I thought you said... Uh... Mark Hunt. Oh, Mark Hunt. Well, Mark Hunt is on this card. Yes. Yes. It's going to be headlined by Junior Dos Santos versus Ty Tuavasa. Uh, Mark Hunt versus Justin Willis. Shogun versus Pedro. Ben Huen versus Wilson Heiss. Paul Craig versus Jim Crute. And Kai Kara France versus Ashkan Mokatarian. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, Eric Silva forced to withdraw from his Bellator 207 debut against Lorenz Larkin. A replacement was announced, but I don't even know who the replacement guy is. So, Well, Joe Rogan didn't even know who's Uriah's. I don't even know who I'm saying. Um, what's your name? Uh, Sajara S- Eubanks. Sajaya Eubanks? Yeah. I was getting her first name and last name confused she together. She fought like twice. Wow, Rogan didn't even know who she was. I don't think he's even. He didn't even call her fight. Probably not. No, because when she fought, didn't she fight? She fought Mata Ferry, didn't she? Mm, I think so. Um, 
he was in Detroit doing comedy for me. And his Netflix special came out today. Yeah, I saw it. I mean, I already saw it. Was, it. it was good. Getting tickets to go see Tom. Tom's coming back out on tour with a new new tour this summer slash. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was supposed to get him this Friday, but I'm gonna get him this Friday. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm getting. I'm gonna get him this weekend or this week as well. Nice. This will be a third year in a row if I get tickets that I see Tom. This will be my first time seeing Tom, so now I'll have Joe, Tom, and Bert all crossed off. I just need Ari, nice, and Joey, and then I'll have that that core group of friends that's awesome yeah that is awesome um alberto del rio announces that he is preparing for his mma return with kabate americas you mean dos caras jose rodriguez is his real name and more recently alberto el patron (laughs) you mean dos caras yes no, well, the, when he wrestled in Pride, he had a mask, and that yeah. was his name, Dos Caras. Oh, I remember. I remember the fight he fought. He fought, got his head kicked off by friggin' Girl uh, Cop. By Mirko. Yeah. yeah, Girl Cop kicked him right in the face, and his mask went to the side a little bit. They had yeah. to cut They had to cut his eye holes a little bit bigger because they were too small. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't really see punches coming. Don't make fun of him, bro. I'm not making fun of him. But, uh, yeah, he's I respect back to the dude that got America in there with the Pride fucking Mirko. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, well. Well, I tell people, I'm like, you guys have to, when they hate on pro wrestling, I'm like, look, I get it. You don't have to watch it, but when you hate on it just because you like UFC, I'm like, you guys have to understand that pro wrestling was in the beginning stages of giving this popularity and pride. Especially pride, yeah. Yeah, Alberto Del Rio was paid money to face uh, some fighter, and he the only reason he took it was because it wasn't 500 bucks, it was 2,500 bucks. Yeah. So he's like, fuck it, I'm not pro wrestling then, I'm going to go fight. And he, th- he said it was going to be a one-off, but he, he said the second fight, because he won the first one, they offered him uh, 50000 so he he took it. Fuck yeah. He kept going. And then he got knocked out. Eventually getting knocked out by Mirko, I think. I was, I was like, I need to get out of this. I was going to say I respect him because he's been banging Paige, but we saw the tape. Oh, yeah. We Ooh. saw the tape. Who hasn't been banging Paige? Yeah, right? <laughs> Seems like a lot of people got that claim to fame. Damn, man. She was, she's was. she got a nice body, though. She does. She does. Uh, a couple more news stories. Uh, Cajun Johnson announces he is a free agent and gives an emotional farewell to the UFC. If you go to Cajun Johnson's Instagram, there is a picture of him on the scales, and it says, uh, you may not always end up where you thought you were going, but you will always be end up where you were meant to be. Well, um, he had a lot of decisions. Yeah. That goes away. Yeah, and he also uh, did a lot of talking in the way of... Uh, being the interim vice president of Project Spearhead. Yes. So, who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows how much that had to, but, you know, losing That definitely it. contributed somewhat. His his uh, submission in his last fight, getting beat up by Ishlam Makachev in the first round, didn't, didn't help. Didn't help. Mm-hmm. Uh... Last two stories 
on the uh, the darker side of things, but uh, they were from last week, but they need to be talked about because we didn't record. Um, fighter Abdul Razak Al-Hassan is indicted on March sexual sh- assault charge um, in an incident where he was working as a bouncer. Uh, there's a story report from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram um, that states Alassane was working as the head of security at the Varsity Tavern in Fort Worth, drove two intoxicated female patrons home, one of which was under the legal drinking age and that he had let into the establishment earlier in the night. He allegedly stated that he wanted the 20-year-old's phone number in exchange for the favor of letting her into the bar. Once inside, the 20- and 22-year-old women consumed a lot of alcohol, according to the younger of the two in the affidavit. She lost sight of her friend, but eventually found her in a utility closet with Alassane, who she stated was all over her friend. She reportedly got her friend out of there, but the 22-year-old appeared to be wasted and did not remember what was going on. The older of the two women has reportedly has no memory of the entire incident, but the 20-year-old woman states that she remembers going back to her house where she resides with her parents and Alassane, quote, carrying her friend into the bedroom. She said the defendant laid there on the bed and she believed the defendant had left the residence. The affidavit states that she said she went into the kitchen to get a drink and when she returned, the defendant was standing in the corner of her bedroom. The affidavit further states that the 20-year-old woman said Alassane grabbed her from behind, shoved her face first into the bed, holding her down, and removing the spandex shorts she had under her dress, and then raped her, according to the statement. Following that, she states that Alison raped her friend. The affidavit said she did not scream during the assault on her because her face was pushed into the bed. She also said that she did not scream or try to help the 22-year-old woman after the defendant began insulting her because she was so intoxicated and she was still out of it and was trying to piece together what was going on. Um... And then it just kind of goes on to talk about more of how she eventually, um, by her mother. Oh, the mother found a used condom on top of the friend's purse in the room. The 22 year old woman said she put the condom in her friend's panties into a Ziploc, which were later provided to the police. It's really fucked up, man. It's extremely fucked up. Extremely fucked up. Like, because I, I don't think there's any need for him to, like, I, he can get girls. Right. I'm not saying if you can't get girls, go out there and rape. But I'm saying, like, I don't think there, there's trouble for him, like, getting girls. I think this is in his nature. This is something of, a, more of a power. Yeah, this is thing. definitely a fucking predator. Especially yeah. if you're working as a bouncer where... You're sober, but these women are fucking intoxicated. Like, that's that's some straight-up fucked-up predator-ass shit, and I hope they find him guilty. I hope they put him in prison, and I hope he gets a taste of his own medicine. Yeah. Um, you sent me this story in the boxing world, uh, the, the same thing. Uh, Victor Ortiz out of fight with John Molina Jr. after sexual assault charges. Um, 
Ortiz has been removed from the main event by Premier Boxing Championships, the organization run by Al Heyman, a day after Ortiz was charged with three felony accounts of sexual assault, including forcible rape. <clears throat> um, he turned himself into authorities last Tuesday. He's uh, the records indicate that or indicate that the incident occurred March nineteenth at a residence in Oxnard, California. So stupid again. Again, so stupid. Yep. This one doesn't really give much um, detail into the the whole thing, but... Dude, what the fuck, man? Yeah, it's fucked up. These guys, des- these guys deserve to get put away. Yeah, man. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you're a fighter. Doesn't matter if you're a high-level boxer. Doesn't matter your high-profile boxer. Doesn't matter. A crime's a crime, especially one of that nature. Yeah, it's fucked up. Like, look what's happened in the celebrity world. They got away with it to a certain extent, and now, now it's coming back and biting all the Hollywood in the ass. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I don't think I have anything. Oh, well, I, I guess I'm sticking with the boxing world. Uh, there's rumors of uh, Floyd taking on uh, Broner. I didn't hear that one. I heard the Pacquiao ones. Well, the, the Floyd, the Floyd, I mean, the Floyd one was kind of the clickbait that got me. I mean, the Bro, the Broner Pacquiao one is more than likely gonna gonna be what happens. But they were they're they're talking about it possibly being. Floyd and, Bon and Broner as the tune up fight for Pacquiao for for Floyd. Since he hasn't fought in a while. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see any of those fights, to be honest. Yeah, I don't I don't really care. I don't really care. Wilder and and Fury, that's about the boxing fight I'll watch. That's about it. Yeah, well, what about Joshua? Well, yeah, I'll watch that when that happens, but we got to get through uh, Tyson Fury first. Yeah. I wanted Wilder and Joshua right from the jump. Nah, bro, they got to build it up. Yeah, I guess. I guess. So, that's all I got. Um. Yeah, that's all. I don't got anything else besides what I sent you. Yep, when we went went over those, so I say we uh we call that an episode. But pretty stoked for this weekend. It's gonna be a good time. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have a fight companion, so that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for for a little Connor Khabib. Yeah, get get some clarity at 155. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, uh, solidify somebody as a champion. Mm-hmm. And I'm just happy that Toys R Us might be coming back. Yeah, I saw that story when you shared that today. That's uh, that's great news for you. Yeah, it's definitely. Apparently, apparently, fucking Canada has Toys R Us like nothing. Like they're fucking badasses. <laughs> fucking Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we're gonna leave it. <laughs>
fucking Canada. I don't want to live in an America where Canada has Toys R Us and America doesn't, all right? That's fair. You got to take it up with Ryan. Yeah. He doesn't even go to Toys R Us. I know. And he's got kids. Right. <laughs> Dude, I got nothing else. Fucking A. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you guys so much for listening. We always appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back. I'll be back Thursday, I think. I'm going to try to do something for the press conference. If if Raph's awake, maybe we can get him on. Um, press conference? It's supposed to be at 6. I'm going to probably try to do a little bit earlier. Um, well, 6 my time, so 5 yours. Because fucking... Connor's never on time, and uh, gotta be fast and be late. Yeah, and I've got to be to a movie at seven o'clock, so because I'm going to see fucking Venom. I've read some reviews, so I don't know, but I'm gonna go see it anyway. Were the reviews saying no good? They've been mixed, but you know what? I don't fucking give a shit about critics' reviews because critics have reviewed and. Said a lot of movies were shit that I kind of that I've liked, so fuck off. Mm-hmm. Look it off with space. Yeah, exactly. The critics shit all over Half Baked, and that's fucking one of the funniest movies of all time to me. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, make sure you're going over, like, subscribe, rate the Full Heel Podcast on all of your podcast networks as well as YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. If you want to catch us live this, uh, yeah, this Saturday during the fights, we're gonna be watching the fights. If you want to fight companion with us, I'll, I'll probably pop in the room for a minute on YouTube. Boom. Say what's up. We'll be there. The crew will be there. Yeah. Say hi to the boys. All that good shit. So yeah, you make get sure blunted up. Yeah. Make sure you're heading over to the. I thought there was a no blunt policy in the podcast in the uh, the studio. Uh, t- uh, what's his name? Tesla. Oh, Elon, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Smokes blunts. <laughs> He's the smartest man in, in the world. I got to smoke blunts. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna buy rolling papers. I'm. I'm just. I don't roll blunts, but I'll smoke them if they're rolled. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Ross getting blunted up in the FHP studios. Yeah, blunts are back. Blunts are back. Everything's I, I back. Don't, I don't want to be a a harsh dictator. All right. I didn't want to. I had. A, Lift the iron fist. You know, all the blunts to be brought back into the studio. <laughs> Who am I to deny them? To deny the people. It's true. It's true. I respect it. I respect it. <laughs> Thank you guys for checking us out this week. For Raphael, I'm Jeff Shannon. Shout out to everybody listening on the Loaded Joe's Podcast Network. See y'all later. Peace.